Hey, Mama. So as we gear up for 2023, one thing you may be thinking about is whether or not it is time to outsource tasks in your business. Well, today's episode is just for you. In this episode, I got to sit down with Karina Schultz, who is a consultant that connects business owners with agencies to handle their outsourcing needs. Karina has lived abroad for four years thanks to outsourcing. She's going to share with us today what outsourcing is, signs it's time to outsource in your business, tips for deciding on what to outsource in your business first, and so much more. If you have been on the fence about whether or not to outsource in your business, this episode is for you. Let's get to it. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur Podcast. I'm Andrea Singletary, a wife, mom of two, podcaster, and former virtual assistant turned podcast manager and consultant. Friend, I know you're tired of offering all the things as an online service provider. You're tired of working endless hours throughout the week and not earning an income to match how hard you are working. You desire to grow and scale your business, but you're not sure how or where to even begin. If you're ready to get the full scoop on how to successfully grow and scale your business without, wait for it, sacrificing motherhood or your sanity, grab your coffee, pull out that notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dig in. So today on the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast, we have a very special guest. I'm sitting down with Karina Schultz, and she's going to be talking to us all about outsourcing, which is so important in our businesses. So Karina, welcome to the show. Um, Please tell us about who you are and what you do. Thanks so much for having me. I am Karina, as mentioned. I was born in California, in San Diego to be specific, however, to an Austrian mom and a Peruvian dad, which gave me a huge liking for traveling, international cultures, moving around, which eventually got me to living in Latin America after college. I started off in Peru, bounced around a little bit in South America, and now am up in Mexico. Um, Also did a few laps around Europe, which was really fun. Um, which eventually got me also into the space of outsourcing because it's very remote friendly. So I've been working remote since before the pandemic happened. I was already a year and a half into being remote, helping other people get remote as well through getting outsourcing options and virtual assistants on board in either their startups, in their little bit bigger businesses, or even larger enterprises. So happy to be here and happy to answer any questions about outsourcing and virtual assistance and see how I can help out your audience. Thank you. And I love that you said you were from San Diego, California. San Diego, I love it. I live in California and I lived in San Diego for about a year. 
So uh, absolutely gorgeous out there. So that's awesome. America's <laughs> finest city for a reason. <laughs> yes, I agree. Out of all the places here in California, San Diego's definitely one of the best. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain. Honestly, a great place to raise children. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, so let's get into outsourcing. So if you can define for us what outsourcing is, that would be great. Perfect. Outsourcing is just having work done for your business by a separate entity. So there can be there there are various different sorts of outsourcing. So say you're a smaller business that's anywhere from one to ten employees and you just need to outsource like your human resources department. It's just hiring another company to do kind of the HR functions. Now that company can be in the United States as well, or if you have an offshore outsourcing model, then it would be any company that's not in the United States where you're hiring a company that's outside. If it's nearshore is another keyword, means that they are in kind of the same time zone. So for the United States, a nearshore outsourcing model would mean a company that is not in the United States, but is probably somewhere in Latin America because it's in the same time zone. If it's a just a general offshore outsourcing model, then it can be anywhere in the world. Uh, the Philippines is very popular, India outsourcing there as well. So outsourcing, getting any function done outside. And of course, it can be a whole department. So the example that I just used is kind of the human resources department, but it can also be an individual. If you need an admin assistant to help you out kind of for executive functions, or if you need someone who helps with just like accounting for one thing, like you have a finance and accounting department, but you want to outsource one of your roles to another person that is maybe at a cheaper rate if they are outside of the United States, um, a more affordable rate, I should say, then then that's an option. Or if you just want one person for, for digital marketing, you know, some usually smaller companies will just hire on one person. So it'll still be a full-time role for someone in the country, whatever country they're in, it'll be a full-time role for them, um, helping out and as an extension of the team in the United States. Okay. So just thinking about my audience, like they consist mostly of online service providers. So for them, what would you say would be like the signs for them to start looking into outsourcing? So signs for them, if they say, I'm absolutely too busy to do all of this work. So you'll get a lot of entrepreneurs, startup owners that are starting to work 70, 80, or maybe even like 60 hours a week. And they're like, I can't handle this anymore. And especially for moms, I mean, your job is being a mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like, that's a 24, seven, 365 day mm-hmm. job. Um, and then adding another business on top of that, like when things just get too busy. So a, if you're finding that you're having trouble either sourcing talent in the United States, retaining talent, um, or even being able to afford talent, like being able to attract talent, competitive talent, because you want your business to grow. You want talented, educated, and experienced people on your team. Um, Mm -hmm. But as startups, smaller businesses, you know, mom-run, family-owned businesses, they might not have the budget to be attracting really highly talented and skilled people um, if they don't have the budget for it yet. So you can get someone still paying them very good wages for the country that they're in, but 
more affordable in comparison to what would be paid, especially in California, since you know prices in California are pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) And you're still getting someone for, um, you're still getting someone that has that's college educated, five to ten years of experience, all this stuff, but for a more affordable rate than something you would be paying in the United States. Yeah, those are great tips. Definitely thinking about like just the affordability of it all, because especially when you're first starting out in your business, you may not have the budget to pay some of the higher prices for contractors and different things like that. So I love that you shared, you know, some affordable options for that. Um, So just sticking with this, like, what kind of tasks can we outsource? Just thinking of like, in the online provider space, like what are some tasks that we can outsource? Especially in the the online space, huge right now is digital marketing. So, so many people want to be able to stand out online. Regular marketing, marketing isn't going to suffice. Um, digital marketing, needing someone, it, it can really range. I mean, this is my one that's super popular right now. Most of my clients are coming in for digital marketing specialist, and that can go anywhere from an individual that comes to support campaigns. There's more of like a copywriter for those campaigns, helps create creative. So those are like either the pictures or videos or reels or carousels that you see on social media, um, which is kind of more of the basic function and also admin, just like making a social media calendar. And that's all the way up to someone who is talented enough to be running in digital media like strategy. So they're mm-hmm. actually strategizing, um, understanding where they're putting money on campaigns, why, when, uh, what type of creatives are going to be put out. So um, those are some of the functions for kind of that digital marketing space, which would help a lot for all of those digital companies. Then there's also just back office things. So anything like admin, one thing that I love a lot is having a VA just organize my entire inbox. So it's someone mm-hmm. that has access to my my professional inbox. So I have my personal and professional in separate, <laughs> separate inboxes. Yeah. And so I'll just have someone go in and organize everything that I do, like put them in different folders. And then the very urgent needs my response will go into a specific folder. And at the end of the day, I can just go in and respond to those specific emails. If it's something very basic, then they would just respond on my behalf. And Mm -hmm. then I don't have to think about it. Or they would go in and actually draft the email for me, just leave it in my draft folder. And then Mm -hmm. I can go in later and check it, edit some things I don't like, but all of the attachments have already been there. Uh, Like the, the thought process of writing the email has already been done for me. So um that's there's admin digital marketing uh like i mentioned earlier just hr if there's anything that needs to be like an extension of your team so maybe you already have that department but you need more people in that department to actually be working the functions of that department that's something that can be outsourced if it's like web development app development like things on the website, for example. So if it's more like SEO, um, things like that, back office organization, and also like scheduling flights, doing books, doing research for you. So if I ever need to open up a new pl- or get an account on a new platform for doing X function, then I would say, okay, like I need an investigation on three different companies. I need the price points. Um, and then like any important points about that platform. And then they would just email me a list of what I asked for. And then I can easily look through instead of having to go and actually do all the research myself. Yeah. So many things that we can outsource in our business. 
Um, and what would you say is like a great way of deciding what to outsource first in your business? That's a great question. I absolutely love that question because most people would automatically assume that it should be the function that they just like can't do at all. So for example, me, I know nothing about web development. So then it would be like, oh, like the first thing that would come to mind is like, oh, I need a web developer. But that's not the right route to go. What I would suggest or what I do suggest to all of my clients is to start off with the role that you already know how to do. You just don't want to do. Um, because then it will give you the practice in actually training someone, speaking with someone, working with someone overseas, working remotely with your team, just like how to engage with them, how to learn, and then having someone else learn your business. And of course, they'll be able to complement some of the skills that you have. But you really want to learn how to first establish that relationship remotely. Um so on my end, like sometimes I'll come in and be like, oh, like I've been working remote for so long. It's just like natural for me. And then I'll be like, okay, but like other people won't start off with that base. So it's really going in with like, okay, I know how to do this function. I just despise doing it. Like I don't want to sit down, like just thinking about it. I just can't, but I know I need to, to keep the business running. So it's hiring someone on that can do that task. And then you'll work together on how you want it done, how the communication should go. Like when do you want weekly updates? Do you want daily updates? Do you want to actually have meetings to discuss the updates or do you want them to be in email format? Or do you want to review everything before it goes out? Or do you want them just to like start sending out a bunch of information and then at some point you'll catch up? Like it's very different the dynamic between each business owner and their VA or even just head of department and their VA, which virtual assistant, in case I didn't clarify, <laughs> um, VA. And so uh, it, it really depends. And it would be to start with a function that you know how to do. And then after that, alongside your VA, they can help in hiring someone else or not if it's a completely different department. But by that time, you'll already have experience in explaining what your business does, how it does it, like giving just information that someone would need. So in my case, I got hire someone already that does more of like that admin email stuff. And then later on, hire someone that does web development. And they'll be like, okay, like this is the idea of the business. This is how it works. This is what I do. Um, and I need you to build a website around this idea so that we can actually demonstrate X idea. And so after the first one is usually when you can branch out to the departments that you're not so comfortable with yourself. Okay. I love that recommendation. Um, it has me thinking about, I had someone on the show recently who we talked all about business systems and this would be a great way to really looking at the structure of your business and creating that whole, like those SOPs for your business and you can work with the person you're bringing on, but it also makes it a lot easier. Like you said, if you're teaching them how to do something you already know how to do, you're comfortable doing, it makes it so much easier. So you're working through it with them, but you can also create those SOPs for your business. So I love that recommendation. 
So like when it comes to hiring someone to outsource, like you can't just hire anyone. Um, So like, what are some tips for choosing the right person and some red flags to look out for? Um, Because I've had some clients who they've hired people to do different things and the person either ghosted them or didn't deliver the results that they said they were going to deliver. Um, So just give us some tips on choosing someone to outsource and kind of like what things to keep an eye out for. I think the first thing would be to consider whether you're looking to hire an individual just as an individual or someone through an agency. So to give you an idea, I advocate more for going with an agency because they're going to be keeping tabs more on the actual individual. And in mm-hmm. this case, it's more how I work where I can actually help um, suggest to people what agency they should go with because I know lots of different agencies. Um, and that's kind of how I work, being able to give an educated opinion on where they should go um, instead of just saying this is the only option you have. And so there are lots of websites where you can find individuals. So you can like Fiverr, Upwork. One of them is called like My Philippine Assistant or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Um, And those are all great websites for hiring someone on if you just need like a one-time task, if you want someone on board for I don't know, only two months to really get something rolling, but it's not someone that's going to be on with you long-term. And that's that's where I come in representing an agency um, or various agencies. And then I can recommend what is the best path for you to go. If you're going with just an admin assistant, then it's going to be this specific agency. If it's with a digital marketing specialist, it's going to be with this agency. If you're looking to outsource um, entire finance and accounting department, then I have a different company that specializes in that. And so that's kind of where the different points come in. And I can work everywhere from kind of like small businesses where I can give more of like that consulting feedback until large agencies where it's like mid to enterprise level agencies and they are looking to outsource the the whole departments. Um, And the reason agencies help as well is because they're taking care of everything HR related. So it's everything from recruiting, like sourcing, recruiting, interviewing, screening, um, and then actually hiring them on. And when the agency hires them on, they hire them on under their subsidiary in the foreign country. Um, So for example, one of the companies I work with is in Costa Rica. So all of the people that they hire on will be under Costa Rican contract and they get all of the government legal benefits from the agency that you would then not have to worry about. So not having to worry about PTO, employee benefits, buying their computer, making sure they have Wi-Fi, they have a backup generator, making sure that they have like a headset and a light and a camera and a mouse and a workspace. So these are all people that come into a physical office space Um, that's already rented, that's already included in just a flat monthly fee. Whereas if you're going out and looking for someone on Fiverr or Upwork, then it's really up to you. Like you're still doing a safe payment transfer because you're paying through the platform and they have their bank information like registered there. But then what you mentioned, like they don't show up or they don't turn in their work or anything because there is no manager really looking over them except for you. And if you want to put that trust into someone, that's fine. And it does work out. And I've actually experimented with it myself and it worked out very well, but that was an accident. But 
going through an agency, the agency has that legal contract. They have managers overseeing people. They are monitoring their computers to make sure that the person is actually coming online. And then if anything does happen, um, so say it's something natural, like say the, the employee found employment elsewhere where they're actually doing something more related to their interest, or they got um, a different pay, or they are moving and another company is closer to their new home. Or I mean, there's a surplus of reasons someone would change employers, then the agency's job is to replace that person for you. So then you're not wasting extra time, money, energy, etc. on trying to replace the employee that you lost. The agency's doing all of that for you and they're not charging you anything extra for it. The only thing that they're ensuring is that you get a deliverable whenever it is that you decide. So if it's weekly, monthly, daily, whatever it may be. Okay, that is awesome. Like I never really considered the agency route. So tell us a little bit more about your role, because it sounds like you're kind of like that middleman between your clients and the agency. So like, what does that process look like working with you? Perfect. So I would consider myself more of just a consultant. I'm here to help someone make a good decision. There's no fee for speaking with me, getting information in your particular situation. It's literally just getting informed. Um, If you want to go run route, that's fine. If you want to go another, that's also fine. Um, But I'm here just to give information. Okay. Um, So as we wrap up, I heard that you wrote a book. Um, So tell us about it. Like, what is the name of your book? What is it about? And who is it for? Thank you so much for asking. Um, (laughs) It's kind of my shameless plug. It's actually not about outsourcing, surprisingly. Um, I wrote a book about mental illness and how you can use mental illness to your benefit rather than using it because of, of as of a negative aspect and its idea is to open up the conversation a lot more because I feel like there's just this huge stigma about it still where it's like oh you go to therapy like okay yeah because I'm getting help and I'm like the same way you would go to a doctor just for a check on your physical health like get a check on your mental health as well it's called my unexpected superpower how being bipolar got me ahead of others and it's basically going through the the ups and downs of what it's like to live the life i live it's it's memoir style um very personal also very approachable and like a friendly book where i tell and share personal anecdotes about the positives and the negatives but overall Basically, how it's just like accept that you have it, um, whatever it is that each individual has, and then use it to your benefit. It's what makes you unique. It's what makes you wonderful. It what makes you an asset to your workplace because you bring a unique perspective to everything that you do and others should value it as much as you do. So my book is really just like a a huge call to action that it's okay um, to accept it and to speak about it more, especially in the workplace. Awesome. And where can we find your book? My book will be out in January of 2023. So I'm really excited. Um, Mm -hmm. And it can be, it can be found on um, Amazon and um, Barnes and Noble at the moment and soon to be on more platforms as well. And Amazon both printed and um, ebook versions. 
Awesome. I, I love what your book is about. And I think that is such an important conversation because there's, it's a stigma behind mental health. Like even as moms, like I personally struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety after I had my son and I ended up starting therapy and greatest decision I ever made. Yes. Love to hear it. Yeah. Like it's made me a better person overall, but a more present mom, a more present wife, like it is definitely a conversation that needs to be had. So I love that. And I'm definitely going to make sure we have your book linked in the show notes. Um, so before we hop off, um, let my audience know how they can connect with you. So your social media handles, website, anything like that. The easiest way to connect with me will be on LinkedIn, just Karina Schultz, um, S-C-H-U-L-Z, no T in my last name. And there you can connect with me. I'm on almost every single day, have notifications on my phone. So that will be the best place to connect with me. Um, you'll also be able to see everything I post about, learn more about outsourcing and open up a conversation. Would love to chat and get to know anyone from your audience. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you provided us with so much great information. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Mama, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to hang with me. If this podcast just gave you the confidence boost and insight you needed to take your online business to the next level, Will you do me a huge favor and share this episode with all your mompreneur friends? Sharing this episode and leaving a review will help us to reach all the mamas out there who are ready to take their current business to the next level without sacrificing motherhood or their sanity. I love, love, love reading your reviews. Also, I am all about community and building a village. I would love it if you join me over in the Mama Turn Mompreneur Facebook group. Remember, you are doing amazing, Mama. Much love, and I will chat with you again soon.